My team was terrible. You you see a guy taking you see it. a guy taking steroids. I mean, I don't advocate cheating. I think it's bad, but I could see where a guy's coming from. Like, look at how it's benefiting so this guy. So much pressure. I want to play no. Texas with all that money. I, with Paul Bear, I want to make the, I want to make the money, and I mean, just put yourself in their shoes. Like, you want to be the best player ever to play, right? And if everybody's doing it, I mean, I don't say it's a good thing to do it, but I can see where the temptation is. Cue the Andrew side rants. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, we got to go, but uh, we didn't even get into the – we'll get into the later this week, the whole players union issue with Gene Orza. I mean, that is – how that just completely went against the CBA of 03, but we'll get into that, into that as uh, the week progresses along. So that does it for us tonight, for Andrew, Rushi, and Jeremy. I'm Rob. We'll talk to you tomorrow for the DSR at 515 and then for Michigan Michigan State. Big game live at Chrysler at 7 Eastern. Until then, from Ann Arbor, good night. I'll tell you what, middle of the pack team in the Big Ten trying to flex their muscles here on the East Coast against the number one team in the country. I am really impressed. Tremendous job by Zach Gibson. Lead to right, lines up a three-pointer, and it's good! Tell you what, right got away with the walk that time. Compete with his fourth block. The big fella, a little mad about that elbow last time. He said, don't bring that weak shot in here. <laughs> For the record, have you ever used steroids, human growth hormone, or any other performance-enhancing substance? No. Have you ever been tempted to use any of those things? No. You never felt like, this guy's doing it, maybe I should look into this too. He's getting better numbers, playing better ball. I've never felt overmatched on the baseball. Russ has the puck, far boards, Russ controls, still waits. Gives it off to Haglin, off his stick. Middle of the ice, regathered by Russ. He fires and scores! Matt Russ, second of the game. An explanation point on this one. Five unanswered for the Wolverines. Plus four. Haglin with the puck now. Does some move to us. Takes the shot. Scores! Carl Haglin with the goal. Takes it home. Top of the point. And now ties the game. Well, good evening and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. We were joking before we came on the air. Mitch McConnell is going to be drinking Old Crow tonight. Obama won, Senate Republicans zero. Without going into all of the gory details, because I don't know him precisely, but obviously... Bipartisanship has uh, been tossed out the window on the economic stimulus package. Uh, the Senate voted for cloture tonight. That doesn't mean a bill is yet passed, but uh, the bottom line is it looks like Snow, Olympia Snow, Collins, Susan Collins, and Specter, Arlen, single bullet Specter, who, by the way, is up for re-election, and we'll get to that in a second, um, have joined with the Democrats. There's been a cloture vote, and there's going to be a vote on this bill tonight. Obama's having a uh, news conference tonight. And I think he played this right. Go over the heads of the nattering ned kebabs of negativism or whatever. 
Spiro Agnew once said. Um, yeah, nattering nabobs of negativism. There you go. A lot of uh, interesting words probably uh, invented by Lewis Carroll. Who knows? Well, actually, those are all real words. Real uh, words. Believe it or not, nabobs, an old British uh, Indian colonial term. Ah, okay. And, uh, of course, Pat Buchanan, the master of alliteration there. At yeah. The, and, of course, nattering. In the service of uh, Mr. Agnew. Our favorite vice president. But uh, yes, indeed. Um, you know, I'm not, by the way, sympathetic. Obama went to Indiana today. And what's interesting about Indiana is how the Republicans have just simply lost this state in the last uh, two elections. And this is the re recurring trend that we're going to see. Obviously, he went to a manufacturing area of uh, the state of Indiana. I'm not a big uh, fan of RVs, and this is what this area of our, our country is known for. But um, economic, uh, you know, chamber of commerce type people in the in that region, were pointing out that these are people that are hardworking. They work manufacturing jobs. They resemble the people of Detroit, blue collar people. Yeah. They're not interested in quote handouts. They're interested in going to work. And as he put it, we can be part of the green revival in manufacturing. Um, one of the good things, for instance, about bu building windmills, as has been pointed out in uh, the business section of the New York Times, for instance, is that these are huge things that are very difficult to ship. You want to build them on spot. It saves a lot of money. And it's this kind of economic revival, and, you know, without going into all of the details, because obviously this is like sausage, as the saying goes, and Congress makes legislation. But this is essentially, uh, the you know, the, despite all the ins and outs and ups and downs, a complete defeat for the conservative Republicans that have been arguing for tax cuts. Now, the Senate put some tax cuts in. This is basically... Uh, a compromise uh, concept crafted by um, the so-called Gang of 14 that include Colin Spector, Snow, Ben Nelson, Evan Bayh, uh, George Voinovich, um, Joe Lieberman, to bring up a heinous person um, from the past. And uh, if you begin to examine the pressure on the Republicans, I think that the Republicans now are confronted with the fact that not only uh, in 2010 are they going to not have a veto-proof minority, but they even could have a treaty-proof minority if well, they're not careful. When was the last time that happened in either direction in yeah. the Senate? You'd, you'd, you'd probably have to go back to the Great Depression. And remember that FDR's biggest landslide... Um, in terms of you know running for president, it was actually 1936. Um, you know the next time he ran right. for president. So the public is on Obama's side, and despite these minor problems that have cropped up here and there with some of the nominees, uh, the Dashell thing I think was way overplayed by the media as a defeat for Obama. No, that's just. <laughs> Well, it's almost become the norm that mm -hmm. uh, one or two or maybe even four uh, people who've been named for cabinet appointments end up 
not making it through. Yeah. And, and why should they all make it through? And standards vary, uh, by the way, on, on that issue. Um, and Obama really, I mean, I, you know, Tom Daschle was a good friend of his. Tom Daschle was one of the first sort of mainstream Democrats to come out for Obama. So there was some chemistry there. And there have been, uh, you know, I've heard about the, the education of Barack Obama, you know, that, that sort of thing that we're now getting, the myth-making about Barack Obama, mm-hmm. that Daschle was a guy when he was the in the Senate that uh, mentored Barack Obama, gave him pointers. I think might have even loaned him some staff members, um, because as I recall, he was kind of going out as Barack was coming in. So there was personal chemistry there, that, but that doesn't mean that the agenda of health care has somehow been defeated. This is bigger than one person, <laughs> one so, would hope. So to speak, and in a way, Obama should almost go for a more radical left-wing type who has no tax problems or lobbying problems, who's going to pursue the agenda forward. Uh, of course, health care is, is, is even messier than the stimulus package, probably. But, you know, I was just doing a kind of a little check on some of the Republican Senate seats that are problematic for them in the, in, uh, upcom- in the next election. And th- this includes New Hampshire, uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Voinovich is retiring, so Ohio is in play. Bond is retiring. Ohio is in play. Mel Martinez is retiring. Florida is in play. And there have been rumors, by the way, that the governor of Kansas could be the new uh, secretary of HEW. If she delivers a victory, she could maybe even run for the Senate in 2010, taking away a a really safe Republican seat. And you start adding these numbers up, Al Franken finally gets in. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was actually part of the problem here in terms of getting Republican votes. Mm -hmm. So this is all kind of very interesting stuff, but I I think that— uh, you can mark this sort of uh, week as uh, the beginning of the end of the GOP as we know it. They're going to have to change their ways, their ideas, because this is basically Barack Obama one, Mitch McConnell zero. So, uh, Mitch, uh, break out the old crow and drown your sorrows. And hopefully we can get a video of it and <laughs> flog you. As much as Michael Phelps has been flogged, because uh, I want to give the media brain damage uh, to work Yeah, that's yeah. a real problem. Um, <laughs> and the fact that Kellogg's is, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do because their concern is mothers. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's it's time for this country to face a little bit of reality uh, regarding uh, the personal consumption of marijuana. Yeah. Uh, let's face it, uh, this is not a performance-enhancing drug. No. This is not anything to do with, with that aspect of his career. Uh, and, you know, I'm not one of those people who say, hey, I, you know, crossed paths with Michael Phelps here in town. Once, of course, he lived here for a while, and that's a kind of a feather in the cap for Ann Arbor and, and those who did cross paths with him. I've even heard from some people that he's not that nice of a guy. But regardless of any of that, mm-hmm. everybody has a right to their privacy. Yeah, his mistake was having this happen in South Carolina. Um, this turned into a legal matter all right. of a sudden. And I, this is just ludicrous. This is a guy who worked pretty doggone hard for six years of his life. He's the greatest swimmer of all time. When you find, you know, find out that he swims seven to nine miles every day 
to train for what he's accomplished. Give the guy a break. I mean, this is ludicrous turning this into... I mean, they're punishing this guy more severely than any of the war crimes that have been committed in Iraq, for instance. Where are the people from Blackwater that electrocuted American soldiers due to negligence that worked for KBR? And you know, those guys probably smoke a little pot every once in a while, too. Well, uh, and probably pound a little bit of old crow. Indeed. Um, This is ludicrous what they're doing to this fellow. Uh, Give the man a break. I have passed... uh, cross paths with Michael Phelps and this is this is a darn shame. He didn't take steroids. Right. Which we don't need to go into. Um but uh, this is uh this is classic. There's something wrong with our country when it turns into a kind of witch hunt where it's just over hyped so badly and turned into the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> well, it's partly the national obsession with celebrity. Yeah. The, let's face it, has, you know, the ancient Greeks had their mythology. America has celebrity. Yeah. And we've always idolized and worshipped. And, and a lot of times these celebrities uh, find themselves being worshipped right into the grave. I mean, the constant barrage of, of media attention on, you know, even personal things. It's sure. just uh, remarkable that there's that much appetite for it. I mean, there used to be the Weekly World News and the, the tabloidy end of the grocery store checkout magazine mm-hmm. uh, variety. Uh, now, not just People magazine, but there's us and we yeah. and they and all these, you know, celebrity pronoun magazines. And it's it's just absurd. And after, you know, every time you go grocery shopping, you see... Uh, and there's Angelina. even high times. <laughs> right. Not at, at Kroger's. Not but, at Kroger's. Uh, you know, there's probably a, a number of people who are going to go... Oh, Michael Phelps, hey, he's a regular guy. He's a regular guy. He's not just some performing freak, you know. Right. He's a regular guy who likes to kick back with friends and exactly enjoy uh, a personal moment there. And uh, he's not in some alley shooting morphine into his eyeball. Right. Or, and it's, it's you know it's a British tabloid. Just we need to keep that thing. in mind. And this has just been overplayed. And by the way, you know, regarding sports figures, the the notion that there are role models is really problematic with me yes we idolize some of our sports heroes but we need to get back to the real role models teachers um maybe even ministers in local communities uh your parents what they do for you that's where your real role models come from magic johnson is not an effective role model um, hell of a basketball player to bring up somebody who everybody loves right. as a person, but obviously, due to his medical situation, is not a perfect role model. Right. Athletes are people, and people are human beings, and they make mistakes. Let's kind of overlook minor mistakes well, and focus on the real <clears throat> problems of the world. Of course, parents and teachers are human beings, and, and mm. they're flawed and make mistakes, too. But the thing about athletes is they're entertainers. Yeah. Uh, they're not moral paragons necessarily, and even if they are, you get a guy like Steve Eiserman, who's a just a rock solid human being, sure, good family man, good community guy, uh, humble, um, modest, all these good things. Um, there are qualities there that you could find in anyone in your neighborhood. Uh, Steve Eiserman happens to have those qualities and be an athlete, uh, but certainly to just focus on one ability, like he plays guitar really great. That's my role model. It's just a lack of understanding about 
what the concept of role model presents as a sort of a projection of yourself forward. Why do you want to be like that guy? Mm-hmm. Because he pl- plays guitar really fast or because he's a decent human being who cares about the world around him? Uh, that's the sort of role model that people should have. Um, but again, the national obsession with celebrity is something that children are pretty much spoon-fed right from the get-go. Uh, you look at the way... Uh, that material is packaged and aimed towards children, and you get you know all these crappy bombardment of movies, and you know I feel sorry for the Hannah Montana girl because she's just yet another product, although she seems to be a little bit more uh, together psychologically psychologically than Britney, another American tragedy hero, yeah. tragedy mm-hmm. yeah. hero. So let it go. Find a real human being with a regular connection to the community to look up to yeah let's uh, stop the flogging of michael phelps and uh move on well interesting to see that uh, the government of kyrgyzstan is uh creating some problems for the united states is uh escalation of the war in afghanistan you know um uh, interesting to see how that ultimately plays out but uh repeated reports that they uh have decided to close a base that the United States has used uh, these many years under the so-called global war on terror. Um, the uh, Soviet, former Soviet Union, i.e. Russia, may have played a big role in uh, hastening that decision. So we shall see. But um, the the you know the war on terror, by the way, had all sorts of interesting small events occur over the weekend and whatnot. I noticed that uh, the uh, continuing saga down in in Guantan- Guantanamo Bay is is uh, continuing, and uh, charges apparently are going to be dropped in the coal case against one of the so-called people down there that may have been tortured. Uh, we have India publicly accusing um, Pakistan's ISI of uh, links to the planners of the Mumbai attack in November. Which is interesting because Pakistan's counterclaim is that Bangladesh is to blame, mm. which is completely out of left field. Um, and it, it has all the hallmarks of a sort of a, um, it was them. <laughs> The guys on the other side of your country, right? Uh, yeah, the the claim is uh, that it was planned in Bangladesh and trained for on Indian soil itself, and that just almost seems too tidy a removal from any Pakistani connection. We may never find out, but it seems highly unlikely that there's not at least some element of the Pakistan ISI involved. And of course, there continue to be a lot of stories about the. Deteriorating, deteriorating relationship that America has with Mr. Karzai and how problematic the war in Afghanistan is actually going. Oh, um, suicide a, bomber yeah. blows himself up in Pakistan, by the way, over the weekend, uh, over the, the past week, I should say, uh, amongst Shiite worshippers near a mosque in central Pakistan, killing 24 people. Um, basically, this attack occurred in the town of Dara. Ganzi Khan in the southern part of the Punjab. Um, very uh, problematic stuff. Richard Holbrook, who's uh, recently been to a conference in Munich. That's always a combination of words. It's a little un, 
nerving. But yeah, uh, I found that strange. In Munich conference, of course, Holbrook is uh, Obama's envoy to Afghanistan and Pakistan, and his comment on a uh, trip he'll be heading to the uh, region tomorrow, probably on his way right now, uh, noted that quote: "We seek attainable objectives, but we will add more resources." I have never seen anything like the mess we have inherited, close quote. And while that's probably a genuine statement of, oh, my God. Well, he should look at the American economy. Well, <laughs> this, too, is a mess unlike uh, the likes of which we've never seen. But a little bit further ahead in this brief little tagline article uh, in the Financial Times, uh, James Blitz and Quentin Peel. Uh, writing from Munich, uh, General Petraeus is also quoted here as saying that the U.S. would also be emphasizing the need for, quote, a surge in civilian capacity and a better appreciation of culture, local culture, to win the respect of the Afghan people. And I, I hope Petraeus has been thinking and saying that all along. That's been one of the major problems all along, mm -hmm. all the way back to Vietnam, as a matter of fact. But... I wonder at this point, is a surge in civilian capacity in Afghanistan, and that is non-military, you know, social work type things, construction, uh, Peace Corps type activity, mm -hmm. um, is that really an obtainable objective at this point in Afghanistan for the U.S.? Well, and, and look at the budget priorities that, that we've had in Pakistan uh, just next door. Uh, next door, we've been funneling money into Pakistan to the military, not into education. Afghanistan, uh, many of the sort of intellectual critiques of what's been happening there under the Bush administration, and uh, needless to say, I think Dick Cheney reared his ugly head last week and criticized the uh, Obama administration, which has been in office all of, what, 20 days for relying too much on negotiations, <laughs> which, I mean... Hasn't really even happened yet. I no. mean, people are kind of wading into the pool, as they say. <laughs> uh, they're dipping their toe in the water. Yeah, Holbrook's on his way right now. <laughs> uh, just a bizarre interpretation of uh, of events. Uh, so we'll give him a brain damage award. He, uh, by the way, is uh, residing in McLean, Virginia, near to the CIA. Uh, not leaving Washington, by the way. He's st um, staying. That is interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he has something lined up. <laughs> other things lined up, and I don't know how many houses he owns. Uh, well, one wonders... Uh, borrow one from John McCain. Yeah. How far he... Uh, maybe, maybe he's living in uh, Bill Casey's old house. Yeah, he's he's near this near and dear to the CIA, so he, he'll probably undoubtedly opine quite a bit. Uh, expect to see him on Fox News Network a lot. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and I don't know if he's out of the wheelchair yet, but we won't go into that. Um, well, he'll be up and gallivanting about like a young buck in no time once he gets those lobby connections. Dr. Strange Love is a movie probably worth seeing very shortly and just uh, picture Dick Cheney. In the in the wheelchair is the role of Doctor Strange Love himself. Well, he is a man of strange love and uh, not much willpower. Um, kind of an unfolding nightmare in uh, Sri Lanka as well to uh, 
just briefly touch on that. Uh, just a short article here. Not even an article, just a paragraph and a half, really. Um, I wonder how much attention this is getting at all worldwide. Um, but more than 15,000 civilians have fled Sri Lanka's northern war zone over the past three days. And uh, the government forces there are poised to, this is the word, crush the separatist uh, Tamil Tigers. Um, popular rap uh, artist and very interesting talent, MIA, Maya Arular, was on the Charlie Rose show last week um, as a Tamil of celebrity. So it's interesting that Charlie Rose can't approach this topic without going through the the lens of celebrity, and while it's nice to see MIA get the, the TV time, and interesting to hear her talk about her native country and the political situation there, and the plight of these refugees who didn't are, she win some Grammys too? She may have won some Grammys. I don't really she follow appeared. the Grammys. Okay. She yeah, appeared. I, 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 she was nominated. Didn't. She's nominated for an Oscar too. She had a song in Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, okay. Um, she's excellent. I've seen her live a number of times, and very uh, talented uh, young woman. Um, but she's got personal experience with the. Uh, not only the Tamil Tigers, her father uh, was a member, and he's believed missing for some years now, uh, but she was speaking on behalf of these civilian refugees who she says are really uh, at the heart of the conflict, that this is a near-genocide situation mm -hmm. where it's not just the Tamil Tigers that are being singled out, but the Tamil themselves, this ethnic minority. Ethnic cleansing really is the term to use. Um, and that aspect of it is, is not really being covered. So Charlie Rose should follow up on that and get some you know, noted experts on uh, the situation with Tamils in Sri Lanka. But it was nice that uh, she could kind of throw that one out there. And also, uh, this is really quick, uh, worth uh, noting really quickly, the uh, journalist who uh, threw the shoes at George W. Bush and what will become, I think, the enduring mental image that I will choose to linger with over the Bush years, um, has been in custody all this time mm -hmm. since December 14th, um, but he will be facing trial next week for allegedly assaulting a foreign leader. I don't know about that charge. Uh, he missed. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure what the assault or the allegedly uh, components really mean there, legally speaking. But it says here that uh, the man became a folk hero uh, who won folk hero status throughout the Arab world. I think that needs to be corrected. I think throughout the entire world, this man became a folk hero. And one hopes that when he appears for his trial next week, that there will be no signs of ill treatment. Well, and I one wonders. I believe there was a similar event in China recently uh, with shoe throwing. So it's it's caught on as a trend. Um, might be careful about doing that in China, however, to the leader of China. I <laughs> I certainly hope and don't expect the shoe thrower in China, who was described as a Caucasian, by the way. So that might be even a more a serious offense. Um, so Interesting. my legal advice to all people out there is try this at home. <laughs> But don't try it against a foreign leader in a foreign land. That's probably good advice. But if you're going to try it at home, don't throw it at your mom. That would be a big mistake. Yeah. The rolling pin always works better with her. <laughs>
Well, leaving cartoons aside, um, as usual, uh, one of the most interesting aspects of the most recent unemployment report that came out uh, this past weekend that probably actually did serve as a, a bit of a catalyst to wake up a few, quote, moderate Republicans to get with the program here, um, was the, the report, and we've talked about this before, but once again, we'll emphasize this, you know, because the unemployment rate, rate rose uh, up to 7.6%. Uh, um, almost 600,000 jobs disappeared in January, bringing the total to 3.6 million jobs um, since the uh, de uh, recession started in December of 2007. But I found it interesting, and we'll quote this again, the Labor Department, headed by Elaine Chow, no longer, but this, these past eight years, uh, Mitch McConnell's wife, wonder about some conflicts of interest there, mm -hmm. um, estimated that the number, the official number, was that 598 jobs were cut in January, and it revised upward the loss for the previous month to 577,000. In addition, the department revised its estimates for the previous 12 months to show that employers shed 400,000 more jobs than originally calculated. So in other words, over this last entire year, the presidential year in question, the Labor Department, headed by Elaine Chow, wife of Mitch McConnell, was rather consistently underreporting job losses to the tune of 30,000 every single month. That's more than 30,000 every single month if you have that's fraud. That <laughs> strikes me as a bigger offense than uh, maybe overlooking $900 on a tax return that you've paid interest and penalties on that you know disqualifies you from serving in the Obama administration. Um, that is that is a rather large figure, and uh, I find that exceedingly troubling. And I guess we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we're just about out of time. It looks like we're straight up uh, at the top of the hour. You are listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Just a friendly reminder that uh, WCBN FM Ann Arbor will be showing uh, a movie uh, down at uh, Arbor Brewing this uh, Wednesday on Devo. The Men Who Make the Music. That's a good one. So check that out. And uh, I guess we are out of time. So we'd like to thank uh, Alex for engineering and do stay tuned. Uh, Yazoo City Calling is coming up next with uh, our other great engineer down here, Andrew. So take it away. Yes, indeed. This is Yazoo City Calling. Um, my name is Andrew. I'm filling in for Jerry and or Morgan. I don't know nearly as much about old Delta Blues as they do, but I'll do the best I can. If you have any particular requests from, say, 1940 or earlier, give a call, 763-3500. <laughs>
Thank you.